Thanks for downloading this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get the new messages every week. We appreciate your support. Enjoy the message. It is God hiding you. He started waiting on the Lord, and the Lord has given him a word to the king, a word that I believe no one else would have been able to give to the king. And you know, when you first hear that voice, to go and minister, you think that, you know, God is going to send you all over the world and get so excited, not knowing that sometimes there's a season of silence. But this is what happened. First Kings chapter 17, verses 23 says, Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook of Sherez, which flows into Jordan. I'm not really sure that's what Elijah expected. You've got the word. You're ready to go. But God is saying, It's not yet time. I'm going to hide you. There's something about when God is silent. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, and we know, some of the, and we know, and we know that in all things, one translation says, God works for the good of those who love the Lord. Some of the, in all things. The King James Version says, and we know that all things work separately. All things work together. The good, the bad, the ugly, the exciting, and the non-excited things. Some of the all things. Someone tell me, what does all mean? Everything. What you are going through now is part of that all. What you will go through tomorrow is part of that all. What you just went through is part of that all. He says, we know. The thing is, do you know? Because if you don't know that all things work together, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to ask, Lord, why am I going through this? What is going on here? That's why Paul says we know. It's important that you know that right where you are is where God wants you to be. And that what you are going through is no surprise to God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord. How many of you here love the Lord? For those who love the Lord, to those who are called. How many of you know that we all are called? A lot of times we think that it is only the preachers who preach from the pulpit that are called. Every one of us has got a calling. You are called to that job. You are called to minister to that child, to that husband, to that wife, to that boss, to that employee. So we all are called. Some that we all are called. Those who love God who are called according to his purpose. So we are called for a purpose. Some of that we are called for a purpose. So let me put it this way, that before you were even born again, God knew that he had a call upon your life. So he saved you. After he had saved you, he is going to put you through a process that is going to enable you to fulfill that purpose. Don't we all go through seasons when it doesn't feel like we are making any progress? Has anybody ever had that experience? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about you are praying, but it doesn't seem like your prayer is being answered, at least not in the natural. You're being the very best that you can. I'm talking about at work, at home, in that relationship, whatever that relationship is. But you don't seem to get the breakthrough that you've been praying for. You've been praying for that chance, praying for that marriage, job, business situation. But it doesn't seem like anything is turning around. It seems like God went on vacation. Have you ever thought, have you ever wondered whether God is going on vacation? I'm talking about you presented to him all the scripture that you know about healing, deliverance, restoration, about provision, about everything that they, I mean, you know the scripture, but it seems like God is on vacation. But I want to warn you that when it seems like God is silent, that's not a sign that God is not working. May I say that again? Amen. 
Just because God seems to be silent doesn't mean that he's not working. He may not be changing the circumstance, but he's supposed to use this situation to change you. Somebody say, if God fixes a fix to fix you and you unfix it, before you are fixed, what is he going to do? He's going to fix another fix to fix you until you are fixed. You might as well let the fix go through. <laughs> Nothing that is happening to you is without a purpose. If the circumstances are not changing, I promise you that if you surrender to God, the circumstance is going to change you. It's going to change your attitude. It's going to change the way that you look at people, the way that you look at God. Because God uses the seasons of silence to prepare us for our destiny. The season of silence is not wasted. It is a time to prepare you for what God has got in store for you. You're going to find out actually that uh, God is not preparing a blessing for you. He's preparing you for the blessing. So when we are not getting our way. We feel that we are doing the right thing, but we are being overlooked. And for the single people there, you look around and you find out that your friends who you think don't even love the Lord like you do. The thing is that we don't judge people. We're going to find out in this series that you don't want to compare yourself with somebody else because every one of us has got different calls. And God will prepare us according to the call that is God on our lives. Amen. Your friend is getting married, but you're still single. He works harder than some of your co-workers. But they're the ones that get the promotion. How many of you can honestly feel, say that sometimes you feel overlooked, yeah. undervalued, sometimes forgotten? Whether you believe it or not, these times of isolation, these times of seclusion are extremely valuable. Nothing may be changing on the outside, but something should be happening on the inside. If you let God, somebody, if you let God, something will be happening in the inside. Your character is being developed, your character is being built, your character is being fashioned for what God has got in store for you. Hopefully by now you have learned that you should not be dependent on people. How many of you know that people can be funny? Yeah. Sometimes God allows us a situation that we find out that uh, we are to depend on him, lean on him, instead of leaning on people. Hopefully you are gaining experience, you are gaining maturity and strength that you are going to need on the next level. Because you will need this time to, where go, to go to where God is taking you. Am I making any sense to anybody? No. You know that some of you are maybe wondering why no one is celebrating you right now. I mean, you've given all that you know to have to the church, to the business, to the marriage, to the relationship, whatever it is. Nobody seems to be celebrating you now. I mean, you've been faithful, but the door hasn't opened yet. You gifted. You know you could teach the class. Probably better than the person who's teaching the class right now. But for some reason, nobody has ever called you to use what you call your talent. Let me say to this, let me say this to you, my friend. Don't ever complain about silence. Because I can promise you that God does his greater work in isolation, in seclusion, in silence, when nobody is noticing. Don't you know that there are things you will only learn in seclusion? There are things that you can't learn anywhere else. Remember the portion of the scripture says, I will lure her to the wilderness 
and then show her my love. Many times we don't appreciate God's love until he lures us into that wilderness, into that desert. Let me say that when God is silent, that doesn't mean he's not concerned. May I say that again? When God is silent, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not concerned. Silence is not a sign that God has forgotten about you. May I say that again? Silence is no indication that God has forgotten about you. In fact, it's just the opposite. Silence may be a sign that God is closely watching you. It's getting you prepared for the new level. Because he doesn't want to promote you and then get you frustrated on the next level. Remember what I used to say to my students? Dr. George, why are you so hard on us? Other teachers are not. We say, I don't know whether I'm hard or not or soft. But one thing is that when you pass my class, you're not going to have any problem on the next level of the course. Touch yourself and say, thank you, Lord, thank you, that you are teaching me and preparing me for the next level. Because if God exposes you before you are ready, that will stop your purpose, the purpose for which God created. Don't you know that a mature goat can kill a baby lion? May I say that again? Why do you think that the lion hides his cubs? He's a little lion. He has a lion in the inside, but he, he is not ready to fight the elephant. It's not ready to fight a goat. That's why the lion hides his cups. And when that cup is mature, it's going to release it. Let the goats not mess with it. Let not even the elephant mess with it. Because this lion knows that he's the king of the forest. It's not because he's the largest animal. It's just because he knows. He's been trained to believe that uh, he's the king of the forest. He'll jump on the throat of the elephant. The elephant will shake him off and then he get back and keep jumping until that elephant is down. When God is silent, it doesn't mean that he is not concerned about you, Brenda. Silence is not a sign that God has forgotten you. It's not about the fact that God is not concerned about you. Silence is a sign that God is closely watching. He's getting you prepared for the new level. How many of you want to be prepared before you get to the new level? Because if he exposes you before you're ready, it will stop your purpose from being fulfilled. This is what I say. God loves you more than you think. God does love you more than you think. But if he loved me, why would all this happen? I prayed, I fasted, I've sown seeds. I've done all the pastor says to do. Going through the confession a hundred times. What is going on? It's God that is going on. You better follow him. God says in Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 3, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. In other words, God says, The love that I have for you will last forever. Whether you are good or bad, whether you understand what I'm doing or not, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Touch yourself and say, God loves me with everlasting love. How does that make you feel? They said, but loving kindness. Lord, I don't think that this is kindness. <laughs> I just thought that I was ready to go and you're sending me into the woods. That's God showing you kindness. Because if he puts you out there, somebody is going to kill you. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Let me tell you this, my friend. God loves you so much that at times he will hide you when you want to be exposed. Wow. May I say that again? This is how much God loves you. He will... 
He loves you so much that he will hide you when you want to be exposed. He will cause you to be overlooked or even cause a door not to be opened. How many of you have ever knocked at the door and it seemed not just locked but dead bolted? Sometimes God may even cause somebody that you trusted to walk away. I'm talking about you put everything that you had into the relationship and all of a sudden you said, well, you're not my cup of tea. And it's after you have drunk me and drained me out, all of a sudden I, be, I become not your cup of tea. Let me say that you can be talented and still hidden. No, you did not get it, did you? You can be talented and still hidden. You can be anointed and still hidden. Think about David. Was David talented? David was a big talent. Listen to what was said about David. Then one of the servants answered. Remember when King Saul was crazy? Hmm? He was crazy. <laughs> okay, he was, he was mad. <laughs> And he needed somebody. He needed someone who will cool him down, calm him down. There's something about someone who is anointed that when you walk into the presence, it will bring some calm. It will change the atmosphere. It may not seem like people notice you, but one day when they need you, God's going to bring you out. So God, not God, but Saul. Somebody said, Saul is not God, and God is not Saul. Saul is different from God. But Saul was crazy, and he needed somebody to do something to calm him down. Listen to this. He says, then one of the servants answered and said, Look, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing. Is that talent? A mighty man of valor. A man of war, but he was still in the back of the woods. High, hidden in the back of the woods. Taking shit. He wasn't even in, he wasn't even, he wasn't even recruited into the Israeli army. Don't you know that God sees you different than people see you? Listen to this. Remember what I said that in times of silence, God is watching you. I don't think that David knew that people knew this about him. He says, then one of the servants answered and said, Look, I have seen the son of Jesse the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing. Remember that David was not playing to be drafted into the best band. He was playing to relieve himself of boredom. He did not even know that while he was doing that, he was preparing to visit the palace. Somebody watching me here has been faithful, and God is going to promote you into the palace. He is skillful in playing, a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech. I mean, you talk about a package of talent, working in the farm, smelling like sheep. When when the man of God came to recruit a king, the father did not even remember that he had David. Call all of his brothers. And said, yeah, I've got, I've, got, uh, I've got those that we have prepared to be king. They are in the army. They know how to party. They know how to do this. They know how to do that. Listen to this. This is a handsome person. If you were this handsome, what would, oh, yeah. You would, you would like a little bit of camera. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. But here is the key. And the Lord is with him. Hallelujah. 
in isolation in the field. A package of talents can play, skillful in playing, mighty can fight, very prudent in speech, eloquent. Wasn't like me that uses he for she and she for he sometimes. <laughs> very prudent, excellent. Eloquent and handsome. I like that. Handsome. My wife says like me, and I believe it. Because if my wife says it's like me, I believe it. If any of you, any one of you would have said it, I would have just. But if my wife says it's like me, I know. Because if you can marry me 46 years, you know that you know me. It says, and the Lord is with him. Don't you know that you can be talented and still hidden? You can be talented and hidden. You can be anointed. Remember, David David was anointed, wasn't he? He was anointed. When, when after all of these uh, guys have come through, nobody was uh, accepted. Then the prophet said to, to Jesse, do you have any other child? Oh, that's not qualified. He's not qualified to be a king. He's uh, working with the sheep, smelling like sheep, talking like sheep, has an accent, sheep accent. And the prophet said, go and get him. It doesn't matter where they hide you. God's going to find you out. And God's going to bring you up at the right time. And the other thing that I want you to notice is that uh, when it is your, if it is your time to be anointed, the oil will not flow on anybody else. Remember that uh, Samuel tried to anoint all the other guys, but the oil will not flow. But as soon as David came, remember what the man of God said, let's all stand up. Somebody is going to give you a standing ovation. Because God has noticed your faithfulness, your diligence, you are not complaining in spite of being driven to the back of the woods. And as soon as he poured the oil, it flowed on David. And many of us will say, Hallelujah! I'm ready for the throne. But as soon as he was anointed, he went to the palace. No, he went back to the sheep. You can be talented but hidden, anointed but hidden. You can be great, you can have great ideas and still be hidden. You have to understand that because if you don't understand that, if you don't understand that it's God that is hiding you right where you are, you'll be frustrated, you'll try to make things happen out of God's timing. I'm tired of of waiting for God to bring, I'm going to bring myself one. You're going to be bitten, you're going to be hurt. You better listen to me. I've noticed that before you see notoriety, you'll have to go through a season of obscurity. Before you can see notoriety, before you become famous, before you are exposed, you'll have to go through a season of obscurity. God has to hide you and prepare you. You have to pass this test when you are hidden. Like we said about David, as a teenager, David was anointed to be king. God spoke it through Prophet Samuel, but David didn't go straight to the throne. God hid him. Instead, instead of God just taking him to the throne, he sent him back to the shepherd's fields. There he kept doing the same thing that he had been doing. Are you tired of doing the same thing that you have been doing? Taking care of his father's sheep. He spent years out there by himself, alone, in obscurity, in seclusion. His brothers were in the military. They were the party guys. They had prestigious positions. They were being celebrated. But here's the key. Don't compare yourself. Don't compare your life to other people's. 
May I say that again? For those of you watching me, for those of you in the house, let me caution you. Please don't compare your life or yourself to other people. Because it may seem like they have got it made or they have it better. They've gone further along. It may seem like they don't have the challenges that you do have. Isn't it interesting how we know what people are going through? <laughs> We see somebody and we know exactly that they have paid off their house. <laughs> they never have any financial problem. No, stay on your land. Turn to somebody and say, stay on your land. Stay on your land. Because it may seem like they don't have any challenges. Remember the story that I told you about? My, my uncle said that this guy, he went to God and he said, God, this is not fair. Look at all these people. They don't even serve you like I do. They don't have the kind of problem that I do have. It's not fair. I'm going to say, okay, okay, I'm going to be fair. What I'm going to do is to have everybody bring their problem. I'm going to put all the problems together. I'm going to divide it equally among everybody. He said, yeah, I'm ready. So he went and got his problem, and the other people went and got their problem. And when he saw it, he said, Lord, please, let them keep it. God said, no, I, I'm going to be fair. I promise you I'm going to be fair. Please, Lord, don't be fair. Let me keep mine. You don't know people. You think that you do know them. You think that they're doing better than you are doing. It may seem like they don't have the challenges like you do. But God's purpose for your life is not the same as theirs. So don't look to the left or to the right. Run your race. Can you change to somebody and say, don't look to the left or to the right. How about you just run your race? Because the way for you to lose a race is to look to the left and the right and you can't concentrate. Someone say, look straight, ahead. look straight ahead. Stay focused on your calling and your time will come. Amen. But what about John? <laughs> See, we, 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 we think that, we think that uh, all these things just happened today. This, thing, this attitude has been there forever. In the scripture, Peter asked Jesus about John and what kind of future John was going to have. Because he thought that in future, John might have it better than he did. Now listen to what Jesus said. He's going to bless you. John chapter 21, verse 22, in the New Living Translation, Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? <laughs> he says, as for you, follow me. I believe Jesus was saying to Peter, what happens to John, what happens to James, to Matthew, to Mark is not your business. Just follow me. Isn't it interesting how instead of following Jesus, we always wonder what he's going to be doing with that person, what that person is going to do. No, 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 no. Stay on your lane. Run your race. The lesson here is as long as you compare, you will be frustrated because you'll always find somebody that looks like they have it better than you. I'm preaching good. I'm telling you, I'm going to listen to this message again. But David was destined to go higher than his brothers. He was going to see more influence, more favor, so that, so that required more isolation. He needed more training, more experience. 
Jesus. See, David could have thought, Lord, you said I was going to be king. You said I lead the nation. Why am I here leading the sheep? Why am I here stuck out here taking care of these smelly sheep? If you can't get excited taking care of smelly sheep, you're not going to be able to take care of God's sheep. He could have said, oh, listen, God, I have so much more in me to give to the world. Why am I out here alone? Nobody's talking to me. But I believe that uh, it was that isolation that forced David to turn to God, to learn how to play. I believe that that's when he looked to God. Because in times of isolation, in times of seclusion, David drew close to his creator. What are you doing right now? Complaining, griping. Looking to the left and to the right, who's doing what? Who's paying the house off? Who's running with who? It's not your business. It is my will for John to live for the rest through eternity. Peter, it's not your business. David drew closer to his creator. I believe that's when he wrote some of the psalms that we read today. David could have complained, God, why is it taking so long? I'm anointed. I'm skilled. I'm handsome too. But instead of complaining, he wrote, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Even though I may walk through the valleys of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because I know you are with me. You are running your staff there. Comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the very presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, somebody, surely, certainly, goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. If I stay in this form for the rest of my life, it doesn't take away God's goodness. It doesn't take away God's presence. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Then he declared, surely, some of the surely, some of the surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And after he passed the test, God knew he could handle the recognition. Like David, you probably have been reduced to the back of the woods. And you have dreams. God spoken to you, promises, given you promises over and over again. But nobody is noticing you. You are not seeing increase. No promotion, no recognition. Let me tell you this, my friend. You can't be discouraged. This is what I'm Don't be discouraged. It's because God has you hidden. You're not off course. You are not falling behind. You are in a time of preparation. Somebody touch yourself and say, I am in a time of preparation, a time of training, a time of incubation. God is getting me ready for what he's got in store for me. Can somebody here shout hallelujah? Let me tell you this, if you keep doing the right thing, you will come into a time when God causes you to be recognized. Because promotion doesn't come from people, it comes from God. When it's your time, nobody can stop you. I'm talking about no bad breaks, no injustice, no pandemic, no, not even the mistakes that you have made in life. Nothing can stop. Just as God hit you, he will bring you out into the open. Did he do that for David? Did he do that for Joseph? Did he do that for Ruth? God will shine down his favor on you, and he will cause you to go where you couldn't go on your own. Can somebody say hallelujah? Hallelujah.
See, my challenge to you is beginning tonight to stop complaining about your silence season and all of the negative situations in your life. I want to encourage you to start thanking God for these days of training and grooming because you are going to appreciate these days when you receive that promotion. If you will start thanking and praising the Lord and letting God just mold you, prepare you, then I promise you, you are going to watch God perform stupendous miracles in your life. Amen. You're going to watch it promote you from obscurity to notoriety and recognition. To God be the glory forever and ever. Did anybody get anything out of tonight? Come on, somebody give the Lord a hand here. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Changing Mindset Podcast by Pastor George Uta. Help us to share this message. We hope you will subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired during the week. We are praying for you. We know God best for you is still ahead. Call 706-485-0166 for more information and be blessed.